0: All right, take your Bibles, turn to John chapter 10 this evening. John chapter 10. Are you enjoying life? I didn't think so. It didn't sound like that. Are you enjoying life? You should be. You know, Jesus wants you to enjoy life. It's okay to enjoy life. Now, if my microphone's off or clicking in and out, let me know. I guess last week we had some problems with that. So are we good now? All right, sounds good. All right, uh, God. Jesus wants you to enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. That's okay. Sometimes we get the idea that we're just supposed to survive this world and we'll enjoy heaven. And we will enjoy heaven, but it's okay to enjoy this world. It's okay to enjoy this life. Jesus Christ said, We'll look at it. He came that we might have life and we can have an abundant life. And so uh, we've been kind of toying with this idea that uh, January is the most depressing month of the year. And that Blue Monday is the most depressing day of the year. I actually saw this week an advertisement for Blue... Is my microphone okay? Okay, it sounds choppy to me again. And it was. I said it was wrong last week, and it was wrong on the recording. So I was right, and whoever told me it was okay was wrong. It was bad on the recording. Uh, so if, if I'm cutting in and out, there's a microphone over here i got to turn off. So if that's the problem. My, now my microphone's flopping around. we got all kinds of issues. This microphone's not working today. This microphone's not working, but we'll get through it, all right? So Blue Monday. So we talked about Blue Monday. I saw an advertisement. Blue Monday sale from uh, Sungwin Vacations. They're having a Blue Monday sale. And so you, the good news is January's almost over, all right? And Blue Monday is past. In fact, uh, on Tuesday... Uh, the day after the blue Monday, I received this text to put it up on the board for you. this is from Randy Hughes. Yesterday was a great day blue monday meet god 's word all right so uh, he conquered Blue Monday through the power of God's word, so I enjoyed that uh, little text. And you know, we don't need to, to. Blue Monday is all made up, by the way. It's, it's not really that that big of a deal. Uh, but it's uh, it's the idea that sometimes these time of year can be depressing, but we can enjoy life and we can overcome those things through the power of God's word. And so tonight, I want to start off where we left off, began the whole thing in John chapter ten. Let's look at verse number ten. Jesus Christ is speaking. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Christ came to give life, eternal life. Uh, Salvation is in Jesus Christ. We believe that, right? And you accept that, right? And you're, you're confident that you can have eternal life through Jesus Christ, right? Well, the same Christ that said that said this, you can have abundant life. And so uh, if you believe in eternal life, you ought to believe in abundant life. And you ought to say, I can enjoy this life with Jesus Christ as my Savior. And so we are claiming by faith an enjoyable life through Jesus Christ and through the truth of His Word, looking at different passages to help us enjoy life together here on this earth. We're going to look a little bit here in this passage, and we kind of just picked this verse out and pulled up this verse to begin. But now we're going to look a little more in this passage, John chapter 10. Here, Christ is revealing Himself As the good shepherd. Look at verse number seven. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Look down to verse number nine. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Look down to verse number 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Look down to verse number 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Jesus Christ is introducing himself as the good shepherd. Here he says, I'm the door and I'm the shepherd. Now, how is that possible? How is Christ the door and the shepherd? Some of you may know this, but back in Bible times, often uh, a sheepfold would have walls all around and have an opening there, and there was no door for the opening. And the, the door itself was the shepherd. The shepherd would lay and sleep in the opening, and he was the door and he was also the shepherd. And so Jesus Christ reveals himself as the door of the shepherd. I'm I'm struggling tonight with this microphone. And I'm going to throw it (laughs) down in a minute, all right? I'll just yell at you for a while. All right, try it. You know, my ear is bigger than Pastor Yeomans or smaller than Pastor Yeomans, but it's just not fitting right. I'm not sure what it is, all right? So here we talk about Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. Now, when you think about Jesus Christ as being the shepherd and God being the shepherd, what passage, what chapter of the Bible comes to mind when we, if we said that God is the shepherd? Psalm 23. All right, so if, G, if John 3.16 is the most famous verse in the Bible, probably Psalm 23 is the most famous chapter in the Bible. In fact, I, I went to a funeral one time with Pastor Stone, he was preaching a funeral, and he did the funeral, did a wonderful job, and Pastor Stone always did a great job, very uh, heartfelt message from the Bible. And this one lady came up afterwards was very upset with Pastor Stone because he did not read Psalm 23. How could you not read Psalm 23 at every funeral? He said, well, I gave you Bible from other places. I just didn't read Psalm 23. One of the most famous passages. Let's turn over to Psalm 23 tonight. We're going to look there, compare these two chapters uh, between John 10 and Psalm 23 and look at Jesus Christ as the shepherd. Tonight I want to sh- show you this, that we can enjoy life by following Christ. Enjoying life by following Christ. If you want to enjoy life, we'll see here in in these two chapters, three responsibilities of the shepherd and three responses of the sheep in Psalm 23 and John chapter 10. I'm going to word a prayer and ask the Lord to help us get some truth tonight, and then we'll move on. Heavenly Father, as we lay aside the thoughts and the issues of our life and, and focus on your word, I pray that you'll meet with us tonight. And Father, though there'll be distractions and things won't work right, I pray we'll be able to put all those things aside and just hear what you want to say to us tonight. We'll see in a little bit that the sheep can hear the voice of the shepherd. And so as we have now silenced all other voices and and er, other things in our life to listen to you for the next few minutes, Lord, I pray that you speak to us and that your word be very clear to us, Lord, that uh, in all that we do, we would be able to enjoy our relationship with you. In your precious name we pray these things. Amen. Psalm 23, let's read that together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. It's a great psalm. Great psalm. In fact, I had a a professor in Bible college that said, if you can't quote the 23rd psalm, you ought not be a pastor. (laughs) So he told us. So I can quote the 23rd Psalm, all right? So I I could do that, and uh, I've thought about it many times. It's a great, has great truth. I'm sure you've heard many messages on that. I won't think that I will just scratch the surface tonight, but just give you a few things to think about. First of all, the responsibilities of the shepherd. The responsibilities of the shepherd. These are the things that that, uh, Jesus Christ is going to do for us, all right? So he's the good shepherd. Number one, his responsibility is to lead, to lead us. He says this, I maketh thee to lie down in green pastures. I'll lead thee besides, to lead us in the paths of righteousness. Jesus Christ's responsibility is to lead us, to make us, to lead us. The good shepherd is going to do his job, right? So here's, we talk about the responsibility of Jesus Christ. He is doing his job, always. We can, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not fail. So if he says it's his responsibility to lead us, then I'm telling you right now, he's leading you. He has a plan for your life. Age doesn't matter. Stage of life doesn't matter. How long you've been saved doesn't matter. He has a plan and a will, and, and He wants to lead you in that path. And He is doing His job. So I can confidently say tonight that God is leading you. It's His responsibility. The responsibility of the shepherd is to lead. The responsibility of the shepherd is to feed, Right? He says, I'm going to lead you besides the still waters and the green pastures. He's providing their needs. Listen to that that picture. Picture it in your mind. Still waters. Green pastures. If that's not enjoying life, I don't know what is. That's what he's talking about. I want you to enjoy life. I want to take care of all your needs. I want to to feed you. How many of you like and enjoy being around water, like oceans, rivers, and lakes? I I love it. Uh, when we were down to Port Huron for the HELP program this year, I, Jackie and I were together, and how many times I say to Jackie, we should move to Port Huron? It wasn't, anything, it wasn't the call of God in my life, it was the call of the river. I, just, I, I like to sit there and watch that water go by, right? And you go down there, and I'm not the only one, because there's hundreds of people sitting there watching the water go by. Sometimes we go down to Lake Erie, which is not the most beautiful body of water I understand, but just, just to see the water come in. Jackie grew up by the ocean, and her, her house was just uh, yards from the ocean. And she knew the sound of the, of the waves. We stayed one time at a cottage on Lake Huron. You could hear the waves, just the peacefulness of the water. I love it. And Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, says, If you'll follow me, I want to lead you and I'll feed you. there would be still waters, green pastures. Jesus Christ says, I want to help you enjoy life. Green pastures. Here's a phrase that you probably heard before. The grass is always greener. Fill in the rest of the blank. The grass is always greener on the other side, other side of the fence, right? On the other side, there's always a greener pasture. And, and this, this, listen, this, you, want, you want to lose your joy in life? Stand where you are and compare yourself where everybody else is. That will suck the joy out of your life. Because you think, there's a greener pasture over there, and that's a greener pasture over there, and the the grass is always greener. I heard another old saying that says, the grass is always greener over the septic tank. That's a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah, some of you have that same sense. As soon as you think, that's what you think of, right? And so there's a whole different reason for that. We're not going to go into that. But the grass is always greener on the other side. And if if we sit around and just look at our life and say, you know, what if I was over there? What if I jumped from here to there? Because that looks so good. Here's the problem. Here's what I always struggle with. How do you know if the grass is greener or just looks greener? Because honestly, sometimes the grass is greener. Sometimes it's time to move from one place to another. And and God's saying, No, I have a greener pasture for you to go. And sometimes it just looks greener. How how do you know if it just looks greener or is really green? Let me give you some examples in the Bible. Way back in the the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sat around one day in the Garden of Eden. And The devil said to them, If you'll eat of this tree, you'll be like God. And he says, If you'll eat of this tree right now where you are is good, but the grass is greener if you'll eat of this tree. Tell me. The egg of the tree, was the grass greener? No, man, he got kicked out of the garden. He lost their relationship with God. Uh, the, the sin as we know it came into the world. The grass may have looked greener to Adam and Eve, but it was not greener. Great example, Abram and his nephew Lot are standing. This is literally what happened. They stood there, and he looked across all the pastures. And Abram said to Lot, choose which way you want to go. Why did Lot choose the direction that he went? It looked better. The grass was greener. (laughs) It was more well-watered and it was greener. And so he said, no, I want this because it's well-watered and good to look upon. And so he literally chose the greener pasture. And it was more water and it was greener. But in his life, was the grass greener for Lot? No. You follow that story out, he made a mess of things. He moved into Sodom and Gomorrah, and when he, he had to get dragged outside the city by angels, leaving behind two daughters and his sons-in-law who, as we understand, got, got killed in the fire. I mean, so he lost his family. The girls that came out with him uh, were wicked. His wife turned back and turned, I mean, what a mess. So he chose the grass that looked greener, but in reality, it wasn't greener for him. How do you know if the grass is really green? Let me give you another example. Israel is in Kadesh Barnea and he sent 12 spies to see the land, right? When the 12 spies came back, they all agreed on one thing. What did they agree on? Great land. Hey, the grass is greener. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, you gotta, the gra- I mean look at these grapes that we got. Look, I mean it's amazing on the other side, the grass is greener. But only two said that they could do it because of faith, right? But they all agreed that the grass was greener. If Israel had listened to the two spies and not to the ten, was the grass really greener in the promised land? Yes. Not only did it look greener, it was greener. That's where God wanted them to go. So how do you know that if you're standing there, if the grass is really greener or if it just looks greener? That, that, that kind of bugs me because I want to know if I just stand here and look, how will I know? Because we can all play that game. You know, if we live our life the what-ifs of life can keep us from enjoying life. What if I had? What if I did? What if I had moved? What if I had, when I came here, I had another opportunity to go somewhere else. I moved to Canada. I had another opportunity to work in a church down in Cleveland area. What if I had chose that? What if, what if You made some big decisions. What if you had gone a different direction? What, would the grass have been greener? How, how do you know that? Does that bother you? I know some people play this game over and over in their life and it robs them of the joy today. What if? What if? How do you know the grass is greener? Let me fill in this blank for you a different way. The grass is always greener. Here's a true statement, I believe, from the Bible. The grass is always greener when the Lord is your shepherd. That's what it says. That's what it says here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green... He will make you lie down in green pastures. If you're following the shepherd, you'll be in the greenest pasture you can be in. And so I look back at my life at that decision I made when I was 22 years old to come to Canada, not stay in Ohio. And I can say today, this is the greenest pasture for me. (laughs) This is going to go. We're done. (laughs) Give me a microphone over here. Preach like a revival preacher, right? So I can walk around, storm around, snort and snout. Okay, let me get this thing out of here. What a mess. The message was going so good in my mind. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can, folks. (laughs) I tell you one thing, the grass is not very green right now. All right, so how do you know? How do you know if that you're in the green because the Lord is your shepherd, right? And so that's the point I want you to understand. If you decide to make the Lord your shepherd, you can stop looking around for greener pastures because he will lead you into the greenest pasture. And so if he's not leading you, he won't let you stay in a pasture that's not the greenest for you. If there's a better pasture for you, he's going to take you there. Listen, you trust God for eternity, do you trust God for tomorrow? If you got, to, if you trust him for eternity, you gotta trust him for the, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Yeah, you know, I think of, of of Derek. Derek here, I'm gonna pick on him. Derek's got a, a you know a, a good job, an amazing wife. I mean, he's got those things going for him. Derek has a desire to not be in the job that he's at for the rest of his life. That may not be the career he wants, and so he's looking. He's looking for greener pastures in his mind, and so. Derek can get frustrated and say, well, I keep trying this pasture and I can't get there and I can't get there. You know what? Derek has to get to the point where he says, I enjoy the pasture that I'm in and I will not get to another pasture until God takes me there. That doesn't mean he stops looking. Doesn't mean he stops trying. It just means he keeps following and and trust the Lord. He's going to take you to the greenest pasture. The, The grass is always greener when the Lord is your shepherd. Just follow him. That's what we're talking about tonight, just following Jesus Christ because he's the great shepherd. And so if you're allowing the Lord to lead you and to feed you, then you're in the greenest pasture. And just trust him for that. And if you're in the greenest pasture, know what you can do? Just enjoy life. Enjoy the life that God's provided for you. Now, if you're here and you're saying, I'm not trusting the Lord, I'm going to do my own thing, I got my own plan with my life, then you're on your own. You'll never know if you're in the greenest pasture. You'll think you'll, you can hop from one pasture to another pasture to another pasture and try this and try that. Have you ever met somebody like that that just can never find contentment where they're at? They're here and then they want to be there. And when we're there, they want to be here. And that can be, that robs you of your joy. And so Jesus Christ here as a good shepherd says, hey, follow me on the good shepherd. I'll take you to still waters. I'll take you to green pastures. You can trust me. He is, his responsibility is to lead you, to feed you. His responsibility is to protect you. The Bible here says that even as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. No matter what shadow comes. There, there are in the Christians, in Christian's life times of darkness, shadows of darkness. We're not here playing a game like, you know, like just enjoy life and every day will be happy, happy, happy. It's not how it works. There are dark times, times of shadow, times of valley. And if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he's protecting you. He's with you. It's his job. He will always do his job. He says, my rod and my staff, they comfort me. The rod and staff hit the comfort of God. He says this. I love this statement. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know, you know what God promises there? A table in the midst of trouble. Chaos everywhere. <laughs> kind of reminds me of holidays at my house. Chaos everywhere. Kids running around everywhere. And there we are sitting at the table just sitting there eating and enjoying the meal. And, you know, the Bible says that if we follow Jesus Christ, he prepares a table for us in the presence of all of our enemies. Chaos, trouble, trials, but yet you seem to handle it somehow because the Lord's your shepherd, and he's just preparing a table for you right in the middle of all that tribulation and storm. kind of reminds me of another verse we talked about early on, that if we have a merry heart, we'll have a continual feast. And now he's preparing a table for you in the presence of his enemies. There's always something good at God's table, right? He's always got a good meal for you, right there in the middle of all, your, all the problems, all the issues. So you're going to face problems. You're going to face issues. You're going to have down days. Can I be honest with you? Blue Monday for B was not a good day. I didn't have a good day. I still trusted the Lord, and I still, in the morning, asked the Lord to give me a merry heart, and I think I faced the details of that, light, of that day with a merry heart, but the details of the day were not the best. And your, tomorrow, your Monday may not be very good either. But it doesn't matter. The Lord's still your shepherd, and if you decide to follow him, you can have green pastures. You can have a table in the midst of trouble. What a Savior. What a shepherd we have who promises to lead us, to feed us, and to protect us. And more things in that, in that passage we don't have time for. But what a, what a shepherd we have. If we just promise and look to him, he will do his job. So listen to me. Answer me. Is the Lord leading you today? Yes, he is. I don't, I don't think he is. No, he is. He's doing his job. Is the Lord feeding you today? Yes, he is. He's trying to. Is the Lord protecting you today? Yes, he is. He does. He is the shepherd and he is doing his job. Now, the responses of the sheep. Let's turn back to John chapter 10. The responses of the sheep. As Christ refills his responsibility as a good shepherd, what are we to do as the sheep? Look at John chapter 10 verse number 27 if you would. Christ says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." Your your response to the shepherd to hear him. Can you hear the voice of the shepherd? Can you hear the voice? Of the, that's one of the most important things. Well, we've talked in our, in our office about the need for young men in the ministry. In case you don't know this, we're in a desperate need for young men in ministry. Unless something changes, there'll be, there'll be churches. There are churches today without pastors, and there'll be more and more churches without pastors unless something changes. And we come to this conclusion. Either God is not calling or young men are not listening. One of those two things is happening. We don't think God stopped calling. We just think young men have stopped listening. We need to teach our young people to hear the voice of God and listen for that voice. That's your responsibility. Your response as a, as a sheep to the shepherd is to hear him. Each night before I go to sleep, <clears throat> I say these words. I say, honey, I love you. That's number one. But number two, I say, hey, Google, play white noise. All right, so every night before I go to sleep, I have a little Google Mini, and I say, hey, Google, play white noise. You know what she does? She plays white noise for me. And it's just a, a just noise to drown out other noises. And I don't hear things outside, and there's a, you know, sometimes the, in the parking lot behind me, there's things going on, but I don't hear it. I use that, that noise maker to drown out other noises. And sometimes we do that in our Christian life, too. We try to get ourselves so busy and wrap ourselves up in so many things that we're ignoring the voice of God. There's so many other voices, so many other distractions. We're so worried about this. We're so worried about that. So many other things that that it drowns out the voice of God. Listen to this. The voice of Christ is not clear when our life is too cluttered. The voice of Christ will not be clear to us if our life is too cluttered. If you're so cluttered with other things and you're so worried about this and so worried about that and you don't take time to put those things aside and just listen for the voice of God, he, is not, he does not force himself. He is a still small voice that speaks inside. He speaks to you. He'll, he'll guide you. He'll lead you. He is doing that right now. You're just not listening. And if you want to know if that pasture is green or if it just looks green, you better learn to hear the voice of God because he's going to lead you to the right pasture. Are you hearing the voice of the shepherd or are there other voices that need to go? It should be our desire to hear his voice. And that will mean that we need to silence some of the other voices in our life. Other noises need to go so that we can hear his voice. It is our responsibility as the sheep to hear his voice. It's our responsibility, look at chapter 10, verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. It's our responsibility to know the shepherd, to hear the shepherd, to know the shepherd. The only real way to know God is to spend time with Him. Prayer, meditation, it's not just reading your Bible. Reading your Bible to, to mark it off, to read your Bible to say, I read my Bible, is not really spending time with God. Reading your Bible is to let God speak to you, that, that's meditation. Think about it. Let it become part. If you're not spending time with God, you will not know him, you will not hear him. And, and our life gets so cluttered and so busy that we don't take that time just to sit down and enjoy our relationship with God. How are we going to enjoy life if we are living our life apart from the God who loves us? The Bible says in Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Just be still. You know, quietness is awkward sometimes. Just like that. It can be very awkward. Especially in this setting. It's not supposed to be quiet. But you know, like quiet time? Sometimes we want to play the radio all the time. We don't want to turn that off we, or play the music all the time or have the TV. Just the TV's on. I've heard this people all the time. I'm not really watching. It's just on for noise. Right? We, we, nothing wrong with that. But is there a time that we can turn those things off and commune with God? Because it's in those times that we hear God and know God and the shepherd begins to lead us and we begin to follow. And that's when we know what pasture to go to, what decisions to make, because we're listening to the voice of our shepherd. That brings us to the last thing, our response. Hear the shepherd, know the shepherd, and follow the shepherd. Step forward and obey. Follow the shepherd. Look at verse number four. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Here's the balance. The sheep know him they know his voice and they follow him. they they would say that in in back in those days that they would have uh, sometimes a uh, a pen of sheep and all the shepherds would bring their sheep to one pen at night they weren't branded they weren't tagged they put them in there at night and they have a a porter who would watch them at night the next day the shepherd would come he called his sheep and only his sheep would leave they knew their own shepherd's voice and if we, need, if we know God and hear God, we'll follow him. Do you want life and abundant life? It comes in following Christ. Do you want green pastures? I mean, all of us, if I could guarantee you today, <laughs> I sound like a, a, one of those condo salesmen. If I could guarantee you today a, a life that is full of green pastures and still water, would you buy today? <laughs> I would. I can't guarantee you that but the shepherd can. Jesus Christ can guarantee you green pastures and still waters. That doesn't mean a life without any problems. It just means that he's going to lead you and guide you into the greenest pastures. Do you want those? Do you want a table in the midst of trouble? Then take time this week to hear, know, and follow the shepherd. So how do you know if the grass is really greener, if it just looks greener? Like when you're looking at a new job, or a new relationship, or a big change. How do you know? We've all faced that, right? We all. How, how do you know? Here's how you know: you focus on following the, the shepherd and let him guide you into those places. He will. He will. And maybe it, it. Maybe the grass is greener, and it's time for a change. And maybe you just think it's greener, so it's time to stay put. But the shepherd will let you know. The shepherd does not want to lead you into a bad place. He wants to lead you into a good place. It's all about focusing on following Jesus Christ. How can you enjoy life in the midst of trouble? How can you have comfort in the valley? Focus on following Christ. Following Christ will help you enjoy life this week, day one, tomorrow. You want to enjoy life better tomorrow than you did last week? Just focus on following Jesus Christ. Let me leave you with a challenge. Here's a a challenge for you. And this, uh, this morning, I was thinking about this, and, and it, and it kind of helped me. I hope it will be a help to you. I want to challenge you every day this week to pray through Psalm 23. Have you ever prayed through a passage? So here's how you do it. Lord, today you're my shepherd. I shall not want. Would you please make me lie down in green pastures? Would you please push me beside still waters? And Lord, restore my soul. Lead me in a righteous path for your namesake. Lord, I, I want to be a, a, a good representation of you for your namesake. Help me make right decisions today. Lead me in the path of righteousness for your namesake. And if I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death and I'm facing this circumstance or that circumstance and I'm facing that, Lord, as I go through this, I, I'm gonna trust your rod and your staff as they comfort me. You said you'd do that. Oh, Lord, please prepare a table before me in the presence of all this chaos in my life and, and the, the, this family dispute and this is going on. Prepare a table before me in the presence of all my enemies. Lord, anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely your goodness and your mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell, Lord, in, the house, in your house today and forever. Please help me, Lord, to let you be my shepherd. I'm going to challenge you every day to pray through Psalm 23. That's a very specific challenge. I understand that. But I think it would be helpful if you want to enjoy life. It says, you surrendering your will and your heart and looking into the eyes of your shepherd and trusting him to lead you to the greenest pastures. A couple of weeks ago, we started this um, study off with this illustration. I put this picture up on the screen. I asked you this question. This glass is half, some say empty, some say full. Most of you said full. And we talked about that. We talked about how that's a good idea to look at life. Your overall perspective of life, is you, are you a half empty kind of person or a half full kind of person, right? And we talked about, you know, if you have a merry heart and you choose that and you're going to choose to look at life with a merry heart, you can have a half full perspective. And that's great. We you know what God challenged me with this week. Actually, this morning, as I was praying through Psalm 23, what the Bible says in Psalm 23. What, what, what does He say in Psalm 23 about? they say that, about a cup being half empty or half full. It says running over. You know, I think our perspective ought to be like this: don't have a half empty or half full perspective. Have a cup running over perspective. And I began this morning to ask the Lord, don't give me a half full perspective. Give me a cup running over perspective on life. I, I'm not content to live like, I'll oh, just make the best of every situation because that's not my God. My God says, if you, I, you let me be the shepherd and you follow me into green pastures and you list me beside these still waters, then your cup runneth over. And your cup is, you can't contain it. The joy is just bubbling over because you have me and I'm your shepherd so my challenge to you this week is pray through Psalm 23 and then ask the Lord to give you a full cup perspective an overflowing cup perspective of the events of this week and I think if we do that through God's word and God's presence it'll help us to enjoy life would you bow your head and close your eyes please